1: I would like to introduce myself. My name is Payal and I am a traveler who also loves to meet people. And I think a blend of both is where this concept of melting pot has come about. In my Melting Pot series, I will be talking to lots of inspiring people from different parts of the world and also from different cultures, whom I meet during all my travels. The common factor between these folks will be the desire to follow their passion and make it a way of life. So step into this Melting Pot and enjoy the chats.
0: Hi
1: folks, I'm back with yet another episode of A Melting Pot. This one is while I'm on my trip to Barcelona. I'm in conversation with the lovely Vaishali Dasgupta, co-founder of two Indian restaurants in the city of Barcelona and a modern cuisine restaurant in the party capital of the world, Ibiza. Hi, Vaishali. Hi, Payal. Thanks Thank you. for taking some, some time out to talk to me today.
0: Oh, it's always a pleasure talking to you. <laughs>
1: <laughs> okay, so before we talk about the restaurants and, you know, all of all of that, I'd love to hear about your journey from India to Spain, which
0: I understand is your home now. So basically what... Um I wanted to say was uh, I'm from the hospitality industry. I okay. have worked with the Taj group of hotels. My husband and I both of us are also hospitality professionals basically okay. uh, between the two of us we've got about we had about thirty thirty five years of experience right. when uh, while in India yeah. and uh, the journey actually started when all of a sudden my husband, left Calcutta and came down to the UK. So both of you
1: were in Calcutta? In
0: Calcutta, okay. 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 I was actually, I had delivered my second child, (laughs) nice and pregnant, (laughs) lactating, (laughs) with the hospitality, uh, you know, the hotel life, work as usual. And uh, my husband basically moved to the UK, while the little one was about a month old, okay? Okay, But I continued with the hotel industry. So the challenge was basically that uh, he needed to establish himself, settle down, and it was just a one-off decision. It was nothing planned. So did he come with a job? No, no, no. 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 It was Hmm. was a holiday that was like forced by one of the managers saying that, okay, Taj had this rule of, okay, if we worked, we, a longer time or whatever. Yeah, there were compensatory offs which had to be taken and it just fell in place. Okay, Okay. so he was basically said, you've got about 53 days of holiday, you have to move out, go on holiday, do whatever you like. And then it just happened that he said, okay, let me go and meet some family friend and he landed in the UK. So it was just like a one-off Okay. one of thing. Okay. Nothing planned. But yes, what we did was we sent him with some CVs and we said, okay, try your luck. If you do get it, fine. Right. So he landed in London on the 3rd of September.
1: Which year was this?
0: This was 2001. Okay. Okay uh my i remember this because my daughter was 1 month old the younger
1: one the younger, <laughs> the one. younger okay. one okay, okay. Hmm.
0: and uh, within i think 3 or 4 days he appeared for a for a series of interviews one of which basically said uh, you know start straight away uh, starting date was 12th of september and with accommodation and everything over the restaurant and right on marblage oh, wow. so it was a fantastic hmm. place it was right. an indian restaurant he was the manager he was going to be the manager of that place right and uh, all was going fine Eleven September, Twin towers happened. So, like, everybody in the UK were all around the world, basically. People lost jobs and things like that. But thankfully for us, Sanjay had his appointment letter. Okay. okay? And uh, everybody assured him that, don't worry, you're joining on the 12th. Come what may. Even if the Twin towers have fallen, doesn't matter. You still have your job. Right. So, he started off and uh, he continued. And we stayed, uh, like, I continued with my Taj job in Calcutta. Uh, for about one and a half years. Okay. So I completed about 10 years there. Okay. And he had completed about almost 10 years too. But we lived one and a half years apart got, till right. such time that he gave me the green signal, come down
1: okay.
0: to London. Right. So, so by
1: then he kind of settled, settled down. And, yeah. Yeah.
0: and by the time that he settled down, he um, we had got a house and he was somewhat established. right. And we moved. Okay. okay? So when we moved, I had imagined that, okay, I'm coming down to London. I have two little children. I'll be a lady of leisure. <laughs> I will not work. <laughs> but as you know, London and Tokyo <laughs> happen to be the most, most expensive, expensive cities yeah. in the world. Yeah. Yeah. So when we, when you really come down to reality, you realize that, oh, no, dreams are dreams. But when you're in the practical world, you know, come you down, to. Yeah, come down yeah. to yeah. life. So yeah. we did our calculations and we realized that, okay, I have to work. Right. Now, how do you work with two little kids? Right. So then came this brilliant idea that my parents were, anyways, with us. Uh, my parents had moved with me okay. um, to when London. I to London, okay. basically on holiday. Okay. Nothing more. Yeah. Um, f- uh, fortunately for us, my dad is in the airlines, okay. and uh, being an ex-pilot, he had these aviation passes, which I mean, he's entitled to right. to right. his years of service right. in the aviation industry. Right. So he came up with this idea that look. Um in the UK, uh, people can come, stay with you, help you. I mean, as family, yeah. basically looking after the grandchildren or, you know, being together. Yeah. Uh, since we are here, why don't we help you? Right. And uh, you've got your in-laws also who could come down and help you. So you go,
1: get job, go get a job.
0: Go get a job. So basically, that's how it started. Okay? Right. And it wasn't long. I, I would say I was fortunate enough to, I don't know, somebody... Sent out my CV from India, and uh, ultimately I had interviews from the Savoy, from the Claridges, all the five-star hotels that one would dream of. People were calling. Okay, and these Mm -hmm. are these are hotel chains that we had read in hotel management. Okay, so for us was like, oh, okay, I'm going to the Claridges. it was like a (laughs) sense of pride going there for, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. and actually being there and being interviewed or whatever. Yeah, Um, whatever happened happen for the best because claridge's and all these people offered the jobs but i refused also on the account that i had two little kids right and i couldn't have uh, and stayed you on and had to work shifts yes okay so okay. that was a that was a negative part right. Right. okay and i don't know what happened somebody did see my cv floating around and called me mm-hmm. and i ultimately Landed in uh, the Radisson Edwardian Hotels, okay. okay, as a conference and banqueting manager okay. in the the Heathrow property, which was the largest, which is the largest convention center, mm-hmm. which was the largest convention center once upon a time in the Heathrow area. Oh, okay, okay. So, and I, I was blessed, okay. Mm-hmm. So, and that interview was like magic right the guy didn't want to leave me and <laughs> it was, it was just fun it and
1: was meant to happen
0: yes right? it was meant yeah. to happen yeah. but i did i remember going for the interview and coming back and my pa- my in-laws and my husband asked me so what happened in the interview and i said like look i said this 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 and when it came came down to salary i said look i'm not going to uh, uh, go down to this level i'm going to go down to that level this level and I need this kind of a package. So they said, you don't have a job and you're asking for this package. (laughs) And I said, precisely, I don't have anything to lose. Okay. But if I do get it, it'll be a good package. Right. Right. So there's nothing to lose. Yeah. And having said that, (laughs) about two weeks later, I got a call and I got the package that I wanted. So it was just perfect. Yeah. So anyways, so three and a half years down that line, uh, my husband and I with the kids, and you know, my our parents coming down, in-laws coming down, we had fun yeah. in London. Mm-hmm. By the time we settled in London, there was a time when we came down to Spain, right, on holiday. My cousin was here, and my my cousin is still here with his family, and my brother was studying with the uh, with ESA, which is basically the university. university. Yeah, yeah, one of the uh, claimed universities here. Yeah. And when he was free, we came down for a weekend from London to Uret, Uret and from Yoret okay. to here, okay. to Barcelona. Okay. And of course, after five days of having Spanish food and tapas and things like that, hmm. we that Indian in us came up and we said, okay, let's have some dal chawal. Hmm. And uh, the dal chawal so wasn't lentil and rice. Yes. Yeah. Lentil and rice for for the non non Indians. Lentil and rice is like comfort food. Right. Uh, but anyways, besides that, I think we had seen somewhere that this. Restaurant, the only Indian restaurant then. I won't name it, oh, but it was yeah, in Plaza sure. Catalunya. Oh, okay. <laughs> basically, said it was advertising for dosas. Now, mm-hmm. dosas are again for the non-Indians uh, crepes, which are salty. Uh, it's a South Indian food, which right. is a delicious crepe had with coconut chutney and lentils. Right. Okay. And, so we, stuffings as well. and stuffings And yeah, stuffings, yeah. can be with or without, whatever. Yeah. So we saw that dosas being advertised and all of us jumped. We had kids and they were like, yay, let's go for it. Hmm. So we, after touring Barcelona, we landed in this place. And surprise, surprise, there were no dosas.
1: <laughs> You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payo, on this very unique and special podcast
0: series, Melting Pot. But, of course, you got, got your Indian food. Right. And we, we said, okay, let's just eat. Right. So while we were sitting there, we, were being, we ate, but we looked around and we saw that whatever was being served, whether you asked for a spinach dish or a tomato-based it dish, all, all looked the same. same yeah. But it was being <laughs> named differently. Yeah. And that, I thought, was very insulting. I mean, all of us who thought, mm. who know Indian food, mm. thought that was, that was really wrong, you know, conning people. Uh, into believing, into believing yeah, that, that, that this is, is yeah. this is a spinach-based dish or this is a lentil which is had at home yeah. when it's not, is not correct. Yeah. So, I mean, the hospitality in us came out. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the hoteliers decided to, you know, like, uh, say that, no, 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 this cannot happen. Right. Um, and, okay, so there was a lot of anger, a lot of frustration, but we ate the food. We went back home and we forgot about it. Yeah. And, of course, we had our holiday. I mean, we were still having fun right. when... In Forum, which is the other end of Barcelona, yeah, okay, yeah. they advertised about an Asian festival. And this is in 2002. Okay. 2001, two, no, 2002, when we came down for a holiday. Okay. So, <laughs> 2002, we see, so we landed in Forum, which is at the, the other end of Barcelona, via Metro and things like that, mm-hmm. with two little kids and more kids. To <laughs> go
1: for the Asian festival. Ash,
0: Asian festival. Okay. And that was a big thing then, because there was no Asians, there was no right. Indian face, there was no yeah. nothing at all. Yeah. Surprise, surprise, land there and we see a huge uh, stall of Rajasthan. Now, Rajasthan, for people who don't know, Rajasthan is the princely state in India, which is famous for its forts and palaces and things like that. Yeah. And it's got a lot of history over there. Mm-hmm. Uh, while Sanjay and I, that means my husband and I, were in Taj, we had the opportunity in being in Jaipur, which is the capital of Rajasthan, mm-hmm. for two years. Okay, Um, and we absolutely, with the the Taj, and we absolutely loved the place. Basically, it was a huge difference between a city hotel and a palace hotel. Okay, so to give you an experience, yeah, Yeah. to give you an example of uh, different experiences that you're saying, a city hotel, if you had to uh, have a wedding in a city hotel, you would basically tick the boxes and say, Okay, order these flowers, order the lights, the musicians, or whatever. In (laughs) a palace hotel, it is the other way around, Mm. you think about. Horses coming down for the wedding mm. uh, ceremony, you order for elephants coming mm-hmm. down, you mm. order for lights on the fountain, uh, you order for flowers, of course. Mm. Okay, and if it's hot, then you even order for AC. Uh, you don't have ACs, so you in those days we used to order for ice blocks, okay, okay, so, yeah. so and yeah. fans in front of them, so basically behind them to push the air out. Mm-hmm. So these kind of things. So, anyways. We see a stair, we see a stall of Rajasthan, and we were like, yay, this is perfect. Hmm. And my younger, my older daughter is actually born in Jaipur. So we said, hey, Anushka, uh, that's your state. <laughs> <laughs> and the little one that she was, she was three years old then, hmm. she went up and she started saying, hey, you know, I was born in Jaipur. And the guy over there was like elated, literally elated. Hmm. So now we kept chatting with him. He was happy to see some Indian faces. Hmm
1: but he was based in barcelona no, no no he had come
0: all the way from, from a okay. village in rajasthan okay. so imagine a villager yeah. being there we were from the city yeah, and yeah. we could still relate to barcelona yeah. but he was like he was like top of the a world yeah, yeah okay and we said okay we've chatted enough with him we should help him too yeah. and we saw this charpai which is like a cot a rural cot which is intertwined with threads yeah and we said like let's buy this okay yeah. in those days that was 30 euros Okay, right. uh, which is a big amount yeah. Okay, yeah. and we said oh my god 30 euros but no let's help him so we right. bought the cot basically because my brother was in, in ESA and he said okay Diwali is around the corner yeah. Diwali is the festival of lights right. the Hindu new year right. and he said you know what I need to throw a party with a lot of girls a lot of friends coming down and I'll make sure that this this bed is the highlight of the whole thing <laughs> I'll make them sit here I'll welcome my guests and things like that and right. show them real India right. so he said yeah yeah Now, we bought the bed. Hmm. How would we take it back? (laughs) Would the metro people hold us there? Because carrying a mattress, like carrying a cot is like forbidden. Hmm. But anyways, we smuggled it out and we managed to get the cot back home. Hmm. Coming back home, the whole idea started. My brother said, hey, look, we went to this restaurant. We have a cot here. Hmm. Uh, You guys have hospitality experience. Uh, I'm going to throw a Diwali party very soon. Hmm. Uh, why don't you guys set up a restaurant here? Hmm. So we said, yeah, yeah, what else? Hmm. And, but the little one, Anushka, was like, yes, yes, let's go for it. Hmm. You know, she went up.
1: How old was uh, she then? She was three. Okay. Hmm.
0: And then she started saying, so what will the name of the restaurant be? Hmm. So my brother says, I don't know. I really don't know. Hmm. But whatever it is, uh, we will have a restaurant which will basically invite the local people hmm give them authentic flavors hmm. and uh, we will make it sound different. Hmm. Okay. Hmm. And come what may, we will have waitresses showing people the bimbi. Bimbi now is the belly button in Marathi. Oh, okay? okay. Which is also the umbilical, which is the belly button is basically the umbilical cord, cord. Right. And it's actually the connection between a mother and a child. Okay. Right. Okay. So what we wanted to do was serve indian food in an inviting um, ambience but uh, something which is connected to the roots and what a mother would give to her child his Mm. or her child Mm. and bring authenticity to the table it's not just food which is served on the table but something which is made with love passion and a lot of thought behind this it's not just food it's nourishment but in a different way Anyway, so that happened and um, here we are, 14 years down the line. So
1: you tend to be in a habit of just uprooting yourself, making another place your homes. Are you going to do that with, or are you too rooted
0: now in in Barcelona? I think we're just now rooted in Barcelona, but then who knows, an opportunity comes up and we might establish ourselves with another restaurant somewhere else. Yeah, or, but um, I think home will home uh, would remain, remain Barcelona. In Barcelona. Yes. Okay. Okay.
1: And um, so yeah, I mean now that you've also you've got Bembi and and then how did Rangoli happen? Yeah. Because that's your other
0: restaurant, yeah, yeah. Here, right? So basically uh, And it's a
1: different location from Yes, Bambi,
0: yes. Yeah. So we've got two restaurants at the moment in Barcelona. Mm-hmm. Bembi is in the city center near Pases de Gracia and uh, it's near the shopping street basically. Um, it's, a, it has a capacity for 64 people and it has a fine dining kind of a touch. So it's more okay. intimate. Um, and Rangoli is by the beach, Barcelona beach. Right. It overlooks, uh, the famous beach and it's a very hot spot during the summer session. Right. Um, and it has a terrace. It has a terrace and two internal salons.
1: So you have a lot of walk-ins.
0: There. Walk-ins there from the, uh, during the summertime, of course. Yeah. But the client profile is different, mm-hmm. and it's also great for groups. So mm-hmm. if you're having a group lunch or a group dinner for about 250 people, right. we could be easily we could easily accommodate that. Right. And, right. and people love it because having a terrace opposite the beach, while you're having your meals, you can actually see what's happening on the Mediterranean front. Yeah,
1: yeah, yeah. Okay.
0: And that happened uh, four years after Bimbi. Okay. So basically so Bimbi is 14 years old yeah. and Rangoli is eight years old. Okay. And uh, recently, <laughs> the latest is that we are, by February 2020, mm-hmm. we are going to come up with another uh, restaurant in Barcelona, uh, which is going to be, slightly different. It's not going to be on the Bambi and Rangoli concepts, just serving Indian food, right. but um, uh, Indian cuisine with a twist. The concept is being worked on,
1: okay.
0: uh, and yes, the design great. is going to yeah. be different. Yeah. But after four years of, after Rangoli, we also went down for a vacation to, to the U.S., right. and that's when Ibiza happened. So How,
1: so what's the connection with <laughs> and <laughs>
0: whenever we go on vacation <laughs> i think ideas idea. come up <laughs> 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 so yeah. we saw people dancing uh, on the South Beach in Miami. Miami yeah. And we went to these restaurants and we were sitting there and we said, oh, this concept is cool. And, you know, and we thought how would we improvise that. And we brought that to Ibiza. Okay. So Ibiza, we have another restaurant, which is a tropical restaurant, uh, a capacity of about 300 people. It's got a patio. It It's on the beach of Playa Denbosa, mm-hmm. right next to Ushuaia and Hard Rock Hotel, which are the happening, which is the happening. Strips, right? Yeah, and uh, uh, the food over there is all tropical. So, what do I mean by tropical is everything that's on the tropic of uh, cancer, okay. which means Jamaican, Mexican, Thai, Indian, of course. So, would
1: you call it so? Is it fusion? Or it's, uh, it's fusion, it's fusion. So, do no, you kind of blend like Jamaican with Indian? No, as of okay. now, no, but we've so got all the options there okay,
0: okay. Uh, because a lot of honeymooners from India do come down and then just like us. Um, after Please a lot of... Food. <laughs> food. Okay. Yes, So they're looking yeah. for the dal roti or the paneer butter masala. Or the, and if you have the UK people coming down, they want their chicken tikka masala or right. the saag paneer right. or whatever it That's is. That's what they identify the yes. food with. Yes, yeah. yes. Yeah. And we've got yeah. a lot of emphasis on cocktails and shisha, which is happening there. And of course, we have D, uh, DJ there. The cocktails there are fantastic. Um, and uh, we plan to bring that Established that as a brand. It's called Mumak Tropical.
1: Okay, so that's what um, your third third, third restaurant. restaurant. That's is five right? years old.
0: No. We've got three restaurants, two in Barcelona at the moment, one in Ibiza. No, the one
1: that you're opening up in Barcelona, yes. is it going to also no, ha- no, it's have be a different identity?
0: Absolutely, okay, okay, absolutely okay, a okay. different identity. And Rangoli is basically eight years old. Mm-hmm. Um, you asked me what was Rangoli uh, all about. So yeah. basically, wh- while we were naming, we were thinking of names for Rangoli. Lots yeah. of names came up yeah. and we thought the best people to ask um, for options would be our Clients, we, so we threw up names. We gave them names like Asha, we gave them Maya, we gave them different names. Mm. And everybody um, thought Rangoli was different. Mm. And they, when you explain what Rangoli means, mm. they found it fascinating. Mm-hmm. So Rangoli is actually a mandala for anybody in Europe or the US. Mm. But it's basically a design which is which you create yourself. You fill right. it in with your own colors. yeah. yeah. And that's what we wanted to do. We wanted to fill in colors in the food, bring in colors in your life through our food. And that's how Rangoli was named.
1: You're listening to a fusion of stories recounted for the first time ever by some fascinating people from across the globe with me, Payo, on this very unique and special podcast series, Melting Pot. Okay, that's interesting. So as a foreigner, Uh how easy or tough was it for you to set up these restaurants because I remember you telling me uh, some time ago that you know you didn't speak a word of Spanish mm-hmm. and here if you have to do a business you mm-hmm. absolutely need to know Spanish right mm-hmm. so uh, I mean how was it were people welcoming uh, how how easy was it for you to establish these properties because you have to lease you know the space and you have to figure out the suppliers there's a lot that goes into it right Yeah. so, so
0: that all that homework was done by my husband okay. while i was happily sitting in the uk, UK. but yes <laughs> but yes i'm a person who is more adventurous than him right, okay right. so i was the one who said yes when this concept came up of Bimbi. Uh, it was my brother who instigated the whole,
1: yeah. whole idea
0: into yeah. our head, saying yeah. that yeah. you guys have your um, hoteliering experience. You need to establish yourself and mm. things like that. And and uh, so we went all out for it. Mm. Okay, and mm. mind you, we were both in well-established jobs. Right. Okay, but then I said that nothing to, doing, yeah, like I mean, like just go for it. Right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So how did it start? Was my husband. Basically, initially moved out from, like, came down on holiday from the UK Hmm. uh, every two months Hmm. and stayed with my brother. For about two days, mm. and that's the two days were basically well spent in moving around from this um, this restaurant to another restaurant. Um, the Indian restaurants, not Indian no, restaurant, just general general okay, restaurants okay, to yeah. understand the culture, the eating habits, mm. what would people prefer, things like that. So, mm. I mean, when you have a startup something like this where you have no idea about the language. No idea about the culture. You need to really see what's happening. Mm-hmm. Okay, you can't really come down and say like suppose it's something like a Filipino coming down to India and saying I want to establish an Indian restaurant there yeah. without knowing anything, yeah. which is not done. Yeah. You'll fall flat on your face. Yeah, absolutely. So yeah. basically, Sanjeev was here, um, flying in, flying out on his off day, maybe taking another off day while while he was at work in mm-hmm. London, mm-hmm. and my brother was basically taking him here or there mind you they were they were bachelors over here <laughs> so stringent you know you had to be cautious on the money that you would spend yeah. and it was basically homework being done in detail uh, to how what is the kind of restaurant that you're looking for? Mm. And uh, we found out a lot of things which is so unlike, uh, eating in Spain is so unlike uh, what happens in the world. Mm. Uh, for instance, in the UK and in India, when we go to restaurants, we'll, sign, we'll find a whole lot of things on the table, mm. right? From the chutneys to the papa, to the onions, mm. to mm. the salt and the pepper, mm. which is not not found in Spain at all. Mm. Because you know, salt and pepper and chutneys on the table Mm-hmm. And adding that to your food mm-hmm. is an insult to the chef. That means mm-hmm. he doesn't know how to cook. Mm-hmm. You know, you are adding, okay, you're free to add in your salt and pepper, but yeah. Yeah. but don't add it before you've tasted yeah. it, yeah. is what I meant. Right. And then onions, raw onions is had only in India. Mm-hmm. UK also, of mm-hmm. course. Yeah, yeah. But over here, no, no, that mm-hmm. will spell, um, mm-hmm. smell. Smell, yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, what else? Yeah, I found out a lot of other stuff for instance in the uk when i was there people would leave after work go for a drink and then go out for dinner yeah. most of the time by the time we reached dinner we were nice and high right. yeah. <laughs> over here it's the other way around people come here they have to go out for a drink or they have to go out to the to a disc they'll make sure that they have a hearty meal and then they go out for a gin and tonic yeah. Yeah. okay yeah. it's unheard of people you know leaving from work and landing uh, into a bar
1: right right
0: okay uh, these kind of things,
1: so a, I mean, basically um, looked at the cultural differences. Yes, cultural differences. Wanted to make sure that you were able to, or not able to, but you wanted to adapt to the local culture so that it was easier for you to kind of get into it yes, right yes. and slip into it yes
0: yeah. and and anjan also made sure my brother basically made sure that he introduced Sanjay to people who would speak who knew english but could hmm. only speak in spanish so that's how so he was able to pick up pick up the language yeah, and yeah. of course for me it was like i adopted the rule that after two glasses of wine just speak you speak spanish fluently yeah. so that's what i live by <laughs> it's that actually I can <laughs> <laughs> my
1: five years living in Barcelona
0: <laughs>
1: that's how I kind of managed yeah. <laughs> so yeah so okay so that's interesting um just to sum up so what kind of um, clientele do you have I mean you did mention that you know Rangoli has a very different mm-hmm. concept and therefore you have a different kind of clients going there but what about Bembi what mm-hmm. kind of clientele do you have what's in terms of uh, you know the different uh, when I come to Bembe, I see a lot of uh, local people here, mm-hmm. um, and probably they keep coming back. But do you have others as well from different parts of the world who come here, you know, on a on a holiday? How is it that they get to know about Bembe? Because your your restaurant is, is like ninety percent, or sometimes mm-hmm. it's even a hundred percent occupancy right yes so.
0: thankfully god has been uh, kind with us mm-hmm. uh, mondays also like saturdays yeah so that is good um basically the kind of client that we have in Bembi and in rangoli is different yeah. okay um, rangoli as i said may, uh, caters to a lot of groups mm-hmm. okay indian groups indian people indian groups during the mobile world conference or any uh, pharmaceutical conference or whatever they mm. love they love rangoli mm-hmm. okay mm-hmm. a because of the food and second because of the location and because exactly. of
1: the space yes
0: okay and Bambi has um, and those who've had Bambi and Rangoli food they have their preferences mm. there are a lot of people who love Rangoli food and then they compare it with Bambi food and they say oh no Bambi is better right. okay. Um, okay the the interiors of Bambi is different yeah. is more fine dining and mm. we've had a lot of people who uh, like ministerial delegations coming here mm. a lot of eminent personalities here mm. uh, Bollywood actors coming down mm. okay mm-hmm. and mm-hmm are the eminent people whom I will not i mean i'll not mention names yeah. because of confidentiality yeah, purposes yeah, yeah. but um they feel that uh, if you have to seal a deal, <laughs> hmm. best to come to bimbi okay and we are yeah. very popular amongst the amongst women for a that's a fact for sure hmm. older women hmm. and uh many a times it's it's interesting to see the restaurant filled with different classes of women, mm. different age groups. Mm. Um, I don't know what they find very romantic here, mm. but <laughs> but there is something <laughs> which which adds to the zing. Mm. Uh.
1: And I also feel that you bring in a lot to Bembi from what I have seen. Um, mm. You know, you spend so much of your time here and you interact with the clients. And I mean, I've seen you do that. And I think that, gives that very personal touch and you talk to everybody in, in, you know, all all the locals, you speak to them in Spanish and you're, you know, and you're you're at every table. And I think that kind of hospitality, um, that personal touch uh, does make a difference.
0: Um, Well, I... that's i like to talk so that's <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> where if i'll be standing uh quietly in one corner that's yeah. not me okay but but that's not me uh, only I mean, it's I it's the whole it team warm, uh,
1: you know it kind of wants you to come back because you feel like you're being welcomed you know in hospital and then the food is good so a mm-hmm. combination of both mm-hmm. I, think, I think service and food together make a yes, but difference.
0: it's not just the service and the food; it's also the personal touch. So, if you yeah. empathize with somebody, uh, you mention their names. For for instance, um, somebody comes back and you remember what he'd had, mm. a couple and of then uh, it again. Yeah, yeah, or you say that you had this last time and mm-hmm. you liked it, mm-hmm. and uh, or you found something spicy, or you know, mm-hmm. that gives a personal touch. Mm-hmm. But um, having said that, I think our entire team, starting from Andrea, who's sitting right there, mm-hmm. uh, to chef. Negi, mm. To uh, Sanjay, mm. to Anjan, who founded the thing, uh, mm. this place, this mm. concept basically. Mm. Asha Miro, who was there, who's an eminent Catalan uh, writer. Mm. Yeah, she yeah. she helped us in marketing. Everybody, you know, put in their thoughts, contributed yeah, yeah. to the whole uh, making of Bimbi, mm. basically. So I would say it was a multi ethnical background also, which brought Together, a lot of experience on the table. So that's how it is.
1: That's really inspiring. And uh, now I'm going to wait for you know the the other outlet to open, and then you never know. (laughs) You know, a year later, Veshali is going to say, "Oh, guess what? (laughs) You know, we we discovered this, and we've got this new concept." And I went on another vacation, (laughs) and
0: and there's another one coming up. There's another (laughs) one
1: coming up. I mean, if that happens. I'd be really happy Mm -hmm. but um, good
0: luck with whatever you're
1: doing and uh, you know really look forward to coming to your new place the next time I'm in Barcelona.
0: Sure definitely and that's going to be a different concept it's going to have a lot of emphasis on cocktails and nothing compared to Bimbi and Rangoli so hopefully yeah fingers crossed thank you (laughs) thank
1: you so much Veshali thank
0: Thank you. you Barcelona
1: is a city that I absolutely love and always feels like home when I come back here. Wish, actually, to one day also make it my home. But that aside, talking to Veshali has been a fun experience. She is super spunky and full of beans. Both Sanjay and Vaishali have really made a mark with their Indian restaurants, Bembi and Rangoli. Both are worth a visit when you are in Barcelona and in a mood for some authentic Indian food. I'm also really excited for their new venture. I'm pretty sure it's going to be as much a success as the others. This is Bial signing off for now. Another exciting episode from some other part of the world awaits you, so do stay tuned.